0: To no such thing as a bad movie podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with
1: Justin DeClue and Colin Cunningham. And we have a special guest this week, a very generous donor to the Gold Ninja Video crowdfunding. It is Dan Port. Hi, everyone. Nice to be here. Hello, hello, Dan. <laughs> Thank Very you. formal, Colin. Thank you. Wait, for your generous wait,
2: donation. Generous? Do- I didn't. I don't remember receiving a check for this for this money, uh, no. Colin. You don't <laughs>
1: come to our hands-on meeting, all hands-on deck meeting that we have twice a week. Wait, is it the yearly, uh,
2: the annual general meeting?
1: Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. Where one of us will be fired. Oh no! Uh. So, Dan, we're talking about the Beluche Classic, taking care of business. <laughs> And this was your
3: pick. What prompted this movie? Oh, boy. So this is a movie um, I actually watched a lot uh, growing up in the 90s because I think... I'm sorry. (laughs) I know, right? Um, But not by choice, necessarily. Uh, WGN used to air Cubs games. And during rain delays, for some reason, this movie got shown more than any other. So I saw, I probably saw this movie a a dozen times, like, just in different sections over a period of 10 years or something in the 90s. So... Uh, Oh my God! And then I rewatched it uh, shortly after Charles Grodin passed away. I was kind of rewatching a lot of his work, and
2: oh okay. Mm -hmm. And this
3: stuck out as a bad movie that has some interesting things in it. So I thought it might be good for you guys to uh, take a crack at.
2: Yeah, it's a, there's a lot to say in this. Well, it's probably better that you watched it in chunks over 10 years as opposed to like <laughs> watching it all in one go. Like yeah, it's
1: did. like the great films like Jacques <laughs> Vets out. It's like you got to watch it in chunks to be able to absorb it, you
3: know?
0: Is it like propaganda for the Cubs? Because Jim Belushi cannot stop talking about, oh, I got to get to the
3: Cubs game. I, Cubs, I like, Cubs.
0: And then they win.
3: Yeah, I feel like that's probably why they showed it so much. They probably had a good licensing yeah. deal and just said, oh, well, Cubs fans will like this. They right? had a stake in it. They're like, we
2: spent our whole budget on this movie we gotta get it back if i didn't know any better i would think that jim belushi himself wrote and directed this movie <laughs> because yes he he everyone loves him in this movie he can do no wrong do we
1: have a belushi expert uh on the podcast here like where was belushi in his career when this movie came out i,
3: I can provide some context uh i think canine had come out the year prior um, oh, okay. and, and Mr. Destiny, I think, came out like just a few months after this. So we were kind of in prime baluche mode wow. in 1990. Uh, why? I have absolutely no idea. I'm from the Midwest. I, actually, I'm from Milwaukee originally. I know you guys have, oh, really? have some friends there uh, in RLM and all those guys. So, yeah, like um, I wasn't a Cubs fan, but I was a baseball fan. And I kind of, you know, I get the whole brats and beer blustery attitude of Belushi. Uh I don't like it, but I, I guess I understand it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's nobody like,
3: likes Jim Belushi. His,
0: I, I want to say like it's his persona, but that's just him. There right? is
2: no person. He's such a flatline, comedic flatline. Can and- we get
1: all the great Belushi out of the way? So I made a, a note that said, "Stop calling him the Belush, but I can't help it. No, it's, I
2: know.
3: I don't know if you guys are friends, maybe with uh, Simon Barrett, but he. Uh, I, I'm just a fan of his. I don't know him, but he has a uh, podcast where they cover like like animal movies. Right, um, mm-hmm. And and they discussed canine, and they referred to Jim Belushi for an hour and a half as the Belush, and only as the Belush. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it so okay. much.
2: He's John Belushi's brother. How about that?
0: Yeah, he shall <laughs> forever be known as. I mean, uh, I, I obviously don't know a lot about Jim Belushi, but I'm assuming that, you know, after his brother died, people were looking to fill that Belushi hole. <laughs> and uh, they were like, well... You can be on SNL, and I guess you can be in movies? I mean, I don't understand... Was he
2: on SNL? Yeah. For three his career. years, yeah. In the,
3: in oh, my 80s. God.
2: Yeah. His career is a mystery to me. I don't
0: understand how so many executives were like, this guy needs to be the star of <laughs> not only one vehicle, but multiple movies that are just the
1: jim
2: belushi show yeah he acted
1: so much in 1979
2: he was on a sitcom Uh, it two sitcoms oh my my god wait when did john belushi die that was in the 80s wasn't it Um, early 80s do you think
1: jim belushi had something to do with john belushi's demise Oh. oh no
2: what do you think? I'm getting the feeling. Remember how you know when Chris Farley died, and then all of a sudden uh, he had brothers, and they were in, doing <laughs> comedy.
1: Oh yeah, starring in an American Carol. Oh god, oh, The right wing David Zuckerfil
2: Oh no, I, I have a feeling it's like that. It's you know the the star of the family dies, and then it's like who else we got? But and, how
1: has John Belushi, or sorry,
3: Jim Belushi? <laughs> oh no,
2: <laughs> don't you dare! Into one.
1: Don't you dare! How has he lasted so long? I have no
3: it's idea. So many
2: movies. He, I have no idea.
3: So yeah, so you're right. I, at some point, because John. Belushi died, I think, in '82, and then I guess America was okay with taking on lesser Belushi. In, in the of <laughs> um, lesser Belushi. But yeah, he he, uh, he he was on a sitcom from 2001 to 2009 called According to Jim, and I think that was kind of oh yeah, that's right. Where he does made does he his only name.
0: play characters named Jim? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like
3: Jackie Chan. Yeah, exactly. he to call him Jim on set, like Leo. Fong. Well, yeah. it has to sound like his name. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that that was one of those shows that you'd hear about every five years it was and like go King like, of
0: Queens um, exactly whatever Tim Allen's sitcom but it was, was hugely
2: popular and you're like I can't believe that's still on is that still on how long Have you guys heard the for? two
1: amazing stories about? According to Jim, number one, Jim Belushi was so lazy on set he wouldn't get up to go to the bathroom, and he pissed in bottles. No, oh, I can't no. believe yes. that. Oh my that god, That is well, a confirmed
2: like pissed, thing that happened. He
0: pissed at the craft service table what? in front of his co-star, and I heard. I, only, I heard this from you. Oh, Justin. this sounds
2: familiar.
1: Yeah, because it's also covered in the amazing episode of Frankenhole where uh, John Belushi <laughs> keeps transforming into Jim Belushi.
2: Oh, that's right. We just watched I that. showed
0: Colin that episode because I, you, you had it on your Halloween stream and I'd never heard of it. And I was like, Colin, I think you need to watch just this episode in particular.
1: Oh. And everybody's like, oh no, Jim Belushi. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's like the Jekyll and Hyde and yeah. you know, Dr. Jekyll is is John and Mr. Hyde is the evil version oh, of him, God, Jim Belushi. Almighty.
1: And he pisses in, in uh, bottles on that show. And also, uh, I think it was a Christmas uh party that they had, and they gave everybody gifts, and it was copies of According to Jim on DVD, the show that they worked oh
2: on. God. Oh, God. And
1: so uh, they all put the DVDs through, like, a window uh, <laughs> that Jim Belushi had left open on his car, <laughs> so they just packed, it was, like, hundreds of DVDs. That's,
0: that's pretty funny. That's a good way to get back at him.
2: That's good. And then they should have thrown, like, a piss bottle in with <Yeah>. I'm
0: well, well, you know, to defend Jim Belushi a little bit, uh, he was good on Twin Peaks, The Return. Yeah,
2: he was. Yes. And I, I was kind of getting angry at that show. I'm like, please don't let me actually like a Jim Belushi <laughs> performance. But yeah, he was He was kind of funny on that. But you, you heard like uh, David Cross yes. and Jim Belushi have a huge beef. Do you know the,
3: the David Cross story about when they worked on set together?
2: yeah i forget what movie it was but uh... it was
3: it was destiny turns on the radio which was oh. i guess sort of a spiritual sequel to mr destiny i don't know i don't keep up with that. the quentin tarantino, quentin tarantino classic tarantino, <laughs> yeah yes that's right yeah and i um I, I mean i'm paraphrasing here but i guess basically one of the extras wanted to meet jim belushi or something and David Cross. I think it was a kid. Or yeah, that's what it was. She had a kid who wanted, she, the kid wanted Jim Belushi's autograph for some reason. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he kind of pulled Belushi aside and said, hey, you see that woman over there? She, and before he could get his message out, Belushi, I guess, assumed the woman wanted to hook up with him and was very crude about it. He yeah. says, "I oh, thought she was
0: going to give me a blowjob,
3: okay. and I
2: think the kid had cancer or something."
3: <laughs>
0: I, I, yeah, I, it I was mean, really it might disgusting. Be misremembering, he but. said,
2: "I'll give her a, like an autograph if she blows me or something." And then yeah, I David mean, David Cross like has never forgiven him for that. He's Had a <laughs>
0: vendetta for him ever since, which it, is so it, you know all of these stories are which to say that are much more interesting probably than the, the movie. events of this movie. But
2: <laughs> if, you, if there is a great video on YouTube, I think uh, of David Cross showing up for some reason. I guess Jim Belushi shows up at the House of Blues. And goes on stage. He's the
0: new booth brother, didn't you know? Ugh,
2: terrible. And uh, so David. Him and Bill Ackroyd <laughs> and.
0: Bill Ackroyd. John Goodman.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, no, it's Jim Goodman. Sorry. Uh, but, but, you know, the, the poster outside was like uh, Ackroyd, Belushi, <laughs> Goodman. Yeah.
2: But it's of, uh, yeah, so Jim Belushi is on stage singing, I guess, some horribly, singing horribly and uh uh, david cross makes his way to the front of the crowd and he's acting like an idiot he's dancing like crazy i think even like (laughs) crawls he crawls on stage and he's getting in jim belushi's face like dancing and being an idiot and then i think jim belushi asks like the security to haul him out and he gets dragged out
0: it's like if you could dance sarcastically but also really like cheerily
2: he is i'm pretty sure that's on youtube before we get
1: Into the movie, though, I have one positive (laughs) Jim Belushi story, which is that I interviewed Albert Pughin's regular cinematographer, George Muradian, Mm -hmm. who's an awesome guy. He rocks, and his films look great. And he had shot two films that starred Jim Belushi. And... They liked each other so much that Jim actually made him go from shooting really dynamic, stylistic films to shooting according to Jim oh, for no. 101 episodes.
0: 101 episodes. I just realized
2: yep. while we're talking that I was actually in a movie with Jim Belushi. Oh. <laughs> what? That animated what, movie that I did the Wild. Jim Belushi's in that. He played the squirrel. No. I forgot. I just forgot until now. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, so that there's no six degrees of separation <laughs> oh, God, there. Why? Hey, wait! What's this? The door's opening. Jim Belushi. <laughs> hey guys, how's
2: it going? Yes. Oh God.
0: Um. So anyway, apparently there's a, a whole bunch of Jim Belushi movies I've never even heard of. Like, because apparently it sounds, but the sounds of it, there's like. Dozens, yeah. hundreds? <laughs> no, yeah. maybe not no. that many. I only know like the big ones. I, I, so I've seen him in things. I've never seen a Jim Belushi vehicle okay. like this movie, <laughs> which apparently is.
1: Uh, he's really good in that uh, Twin Peaks ripoff show, uh, Wild Palms, that uh, uh, came out in the nineties. Sounds familiar.
0: I think you posted about that on twitter maybe justin if i'm yes
1: (laughs) i posted a video of it starts with jim belushi finding a rhino in his pool he's like how'd a rhino get in my pool
0: vaguely remember that okay so that's interesting um okay taking care of business
3: yeah oh my god jim belushi has 157 (laughs) credits oh do you guys know what he's up to these days
0: no, uh, uh, yep. grow, Selling growing weed, weed. Yes. that's what I heard. He owns a
3: 93 acre weed farm in Oregon and he's making millions and millions of dollars still, I'm sure. So oh my
2: God. How do you so feel about just, your life? Is, <laughs> this guy has like, he's won at life. He
0: can't stop, yeah. Uh, also, there's another, sorry, but uh, there's another Jim Belushi um, story. <laughs> he wrote like a, a really misogynistic article that was printed, I don't know in what, I want to say maybe Playboy or something, but it was basically about how he didn't like... Um, uh, what's that thing in the car that tells you where to go?
2: The GPS. The GPS,
0: yeah. He got angry at his GPS because it had a woman's voice and it was telling him how to drive.
2: Oh, boy. And he
0: wrote a whole article about it. (laughs) I'm sure you can look it up.
3: Uh, Well, he wrote, he wrote a book called Real Men Don't Apologize. Oh, God. In in 2006, which seems late for a book like that to be acceptable. Um. (laughs) Yeah, when he was married to his third wife, it's all about uh, being a real man and, and, you know, having a successful marriage because of that. Uh, (laughs) Side note, they divorced a few years ago.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sure of that.
3: Oh, God. I wonder, though, if Belushi's Twitter presence
1: seems like he's now like the gentle grandpa on Twitter. I don't know.
0: I don't follow him, so I'm not sure what he's tweeting, but you're probably right.
1: So I'm curious to know if, you know, like some really mean people when they're young and by young, I mean, middle aged. <laughs> and then when they get older, they kind of mellow out because they realize they've got everything that they want, just yeah. like Jim Belushi.
2: He had his brother, sure. John's career. He had a he's yep. got a weed farm.
0: He's got
1: 10 he's, wives. Uh, he's got it all. Acting in stuff like uh, Scooby Doo and the Goblin King oh, no. playing Glo. I'm
0: sure he's doing a lot of voice acting. That's how you get like. You know the the mm-hmm. millions of credits, just doing his own voice. Uh, okay, let's get into taking care of business, um, which is a movie where it's kind of like the Prince and the Pauper a little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I can
3: see that. I so I rewatched. Yeah, I rewatched this today, and it didn't occur to me until now that um, it's very similar to Trading Places. Yeah, yeah. I kind
0: of yeah. kept. Uh, I said I said that a few times last time we were watching it. Um, especially because, like, how, like, dirty Charles G- Grodin gets and how he's just, like, beaten down at every turn. I'm yeah. like, that's kind of like what happens to Dan Aykroyd. And, you know, you take, like, a lower-class person and you show them the high life, and it's very similar. Yeah,
2: he's it's pretty much like Charles Grodin misery porn. A little bit, <laughs> And I, yeah. I, I think <laughs> Charles Grodin is kind of at his best when he's just... Upon hey, he's and
0: great in this movie.
2: He is, he's the kind of I don't know, bright spot, I might say. But maybe
0: he doesn't have as much to work with as, say, like Clifford. But <laughs> I think he's always hilarious, he is, like, he can't not be. And he's pulling some really great faces in this. I
2: got, yeah, that's that's my favorite thing is just when someone's lecturing to him, or he's just uh, he just has that face on him where he's just either has so much contempt for the person <laughs> that's talking to him, or he's just staring off into the distance wishing that he was dead Yeah, I
1: (laughs) thought this was Jim Belushi's being there just a simple (laughs) man going through the world teaching life lessons on the way
2: oh my god if only we were just we would just let loose like Jim Belushi you know oh yeah
1: I mean, the movie lets loose because we get what we came for right from the get-go. Taking
2: care of business <laughs> oh every I day. I feel like it starts before the credits even begin. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, it it's like the in overture, like West Side Story.
0: Now, this is by a Canadian band, we should say. Yeah, Bachman
2: Turner Overdrive. I, yeah,
0: otherwise known as BTO.
2: Mm-hmm. And they're you a big uh, BTO fan, uh, Dan? Uh, I mean, I. I, I so. <laughs>
0: So, I thought you were asking me.
3: <laughs> uh, I, I'm um, not. I was like, oh, I have BTO facts to share. Sure, BTO, their b- big hit was uh, TCB. That's how we talked yeah. in the 80s. Wasn't one was <laughs> yeah, so yeah, a it wasn't all that's fair.
1: Yes,
2: that's pretty much it. Wow,
3: the Wikipedia page has a lot
2: of entries, though. <laughs> uh, ain't seen nothing yet. Yes, that that's them too? the other hit. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. Like
0: well, also, it's really funny that similar.
1: on the Wikipedia it says hiatus 2005 to 2009 it's like hey <laughs> listen I think you were in hiatus before that,
0: and they yeah. came back but uh, they had that uh, Christmas song Taking Care of Christmas oh god <laughs> oh no possibly...
1: oh that's the laziest yeah. it's yeah. like
2: taking yeah. care of Christmas Santa's work <laughs> you just know it's like Santa's working overtime yeah to I think just to get those toys on top yeah total cash grab but, um yeah. well this is funny because I tweeted out the poster by the way the poster is by Drew Struzan I can't, poster artist. I
0: can't believe that
2: the poster is so good it's got <laughs>
1: <laughs> you think Drew Struzan is too good
0: for yes. some jobs April Yes, yes I do. <laughs> have
2: you seen
1: his unreleased nothing but trouble poster
0: oh <laughs> well, I'm sure no. that at least looked more interesting
2: oh god well yeah this has like uh, it's a number of scale issues on this poster and <laughs> <laughs> Jim Belushi appears to be I don't know 15 feet tall uh, he's surfing on a I don't know Rolls Royce mm. that Charles Grodin a very tiny uh, Rolls Royce that a uh, kind of large <laughs> too large Charles Grodin he looked Charles Grodin is like he's smiling he's well he's he's kind of waving his fist at you know Jim Belushi like hey get off my
1: yeah but he loved Jim Belushi so you can see through that Drew Struzan art the kind of appreciation (laughs) on Groton's face well there's
3: there's a number of problems with this poster and I would love to tweet at Drew Struzan and and get answers but like I I just picture Belushi standing next to him as he's doing and be like no no make me bigger on top of the car I want to look like I'm 10 feet tall
2: (laughs) (laughs) I gotta be much bigger
1: (laughs) Jim Belushi in uh, Drew Struzan's like workshop on a surfboard
0: post for 10 hours
2: <laughs> yeah but he's like naked he insists yeah on, oh you beat me to a call it's he insists like, on being he's like sir the, i know
0: what you look like uh you really don't need to be here the balouche needs to
1: breathe well it's like I, I
2: had to confirm last night i can tell drew drew's style so I, I looked this up and on ebay sure enough it was drew's but you can get an original copy of this not like a reprint or anything for like 25 bucks <laughs>
1: so, oh.
0: well which is, you know, I know like, what you're getting for Christmas <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait you mean the original copy for 25 bucks the original painting no, no an Jesus original of- original print oh, of
2: it usually they do reprints of posters that are mm-hmm. kind of terrible an quality and they sell for you know much cheaper than the original prints go for but.
1: yeah so you'll have taken care of business nothing <laughs> but trouble I don't know the juice juice and do like a soul man poster as well probably
2: I'm sure he did he doesn't promote that one
1: Yeah, Uh, Uh, and the opening credits here are terrible. It's just like (laughs) business information flying on screen.
3: I don't know why they thought that would be exciting, to look at, like, (laughs) schedules and calendars and, okay, yeah, this is really getting me excited for the movie. Well, it
0: makes more sense that if it was called Filofax the movie, because it's like, oh, those are the things that are in a Filofax.
2: It actually was. It's funny you say that, because I tweeted this out today, and uh, listeners from the UK were tweeting that it was called Filofax in the UK and they sent me the poster, and that's really funny. I don't even, I didn't know what the hell Philofax was. I had heard of it, but I didn't like own one or anything. No. I, I know some people,
3: like my mom's friends and stuff in the corporate world around that time had them. They typically mm-hmm. also had cell phones. In 1990, cell phones were pretty prevalent among big business people, so it's weird that he wouldn't have one, but Philofax, um, I'm sure, was maybe a trademark mark issue in the US.
2: It must have been, yeah, or, or just the, yeah. The, the phrase taking care of business wasn't, a big thing wasn't a common phrase in the UK, or when the they song licensed the song.
3: Big. Yeah, they were like, we have to name it after the song. We spent so much on it.
0: I
1: kind of <laughs>
3: they change the song. It's like follow facts. <laughs> I effects.
0: wondered, like, this script probably existed, like, or the movie was even shot without it being called taking care of business or without that song being at the beginning. I think that that was just like put on later. Uh,
3: probably, I think yeah. it's fair to assume that the script underwent changes from the original writing to what's been <laughs> on screen. Did you guys want to talk about who wrote this movie? Oh yeah. Yes.
2: Je- Jeffrey Abrams, <laughs> AKA JJ J. Abrams. Who wrote Star Trek into JJ
1: Abrams <laughs> touch, right? The filofax, the original mystery
3: box. <laughs> Well, I just, did you know he's hes in the movie briefly. J.J. Uh, Abrams is walking out of the plane ahead of Charles Grodin. Really? 15 minutes in. It's like a blink and you miss it cameo. Okay. Um, he looks so young and he looks a little pudgy, to be honest. But uh, That's so <laughs> but, funny. But I just, uh, on this rewatch, I uh, I saw him getting out of the plane and I just thought, like, poor J.J. Abrams. He probably wrote this as something more of like a thriller. And then he's like, ugh. Oh he's sitting there being an extra on the plane he's like they turned my movie into a jim belushi vehicle i wish this was a real plane and i wish it would just crash on an island yeah and that's where he got the idea for lost lost.
1: let's not be too generous to jj because he is the son of like very uh successful i think hollywood agents (laughs) agents or
0: lawyers or something and i mean funny story me and colin thought that jj Abrams was the kid at the baseball game yeah because it says. Oh well, we'll get to that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I no, hope no. you guys looked into that because we all know who that kid is. No, no we don't. I don't, but well, I did ooh, look familiar.
2: Okay, okay, okay <laughs> we'll, we'll <laughs> get to it. That's far Because away it, it, from said, where we are it now. said Jeffrey Abrams, certain by Jeffrey Abrams at the beginning, and I thought, oh, I wonder if he's for some reason, he related thought it was to J.J. Abrams. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, because his dad was in Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. And I thought that was the kid at the end, like, hey, that's my dad. And son. we were like, April,
1: Colin, like just remember turkeys and you'll, I, you'll be like, oh, I know, I know who
0: go- it is already. <laughs> oh, dang. Because my brain went there. Colin, you should know this. Really? <laughs> Uh,
1: Turkeys. Uh, okay. And this film is directed by Arthur Hiller, director of Love Story <laughs> yes. and And Making uh, the hostels, Love.
2: And Outrageous Fortune. Which is a really good movie. And a bajillion other things. Arthur Miller. Uh, yeah, oh he also God.
1: directed Burn, Hollywood Burn, which I only realized when I started watching Taking Care of Business, I also have to watch this week. Oh, no. I was wondering about that. Yeah,
3: because you had, uh, somewhere you would post that you would watch that. I said, oh, I wonder if he knows <laughs> 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 it, was by, or it was directed by the same guy. Uh, Arthur Hiller also did the... Um, a series of Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder comedies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Silver um, yes.
2: Silver Streak.
3: Yeah, and uh S- you know, evil, seen no evil, evil.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's the one where one of them's deaf and one of them's blind, right? I think yeah.
1: so, yeah. And his last film was the John Bo he star uh, John I can't say his name for some <laughs> reason. Uh John Bon Jovi, National Lampoons pucked. Oh god. Oh, oh Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Well,
2: it's a perfect capper for his career.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and then he keeled over and died. (laughs) Because
2: I have said everything I need to say. (laughs) Just like Gene Hackman and Welcome to Mooseport. (laughs) And music, by the way, by uh, Stuart Copeland, the drummer for The Police. Yeah, yeah, which he got into doing a lot of soundtracks um, at this time, I think. And you can kind of tell. It's like very, uh, very percussive, a lot of, a lot of drum yeah. drum riffs. Some,
0: there's some drum, like Mickey Mousing happening Yeah. during the <laughs> antics.
2: Oh, uh, there's so many antics.
0: Uh, okay, so we start off, Jim Belushi is in jail, you know, much like uh, Cape Fear or Con Air <laughs> or
1: something like that. Um, okay, so my first thought was I wanted to reach <laughs> through the screen and cut off his fucking pocket. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> Multiple times. I was writing notes and I, I kept noticing it and I kept writing in my notes. Ponytail. Ugh.
0: <laughs> it's like greasy and he's also balding, so it's just like it's so it's, wrong
2: it's on like, so it's, many. It's levels. like an inch long. It shouldn't be a ponytail.
3: It, and it looks even more out of place later on when he's dressed up more formal. <laughs> yeah, like
2: just, yeah. Oh, it's so gross.
1: Jim Belushi still has his hair, so I don't think he was balding, April. I think but his
2: forehead is- it's gigantic.
3: <laughs> he has a mature hairline let's yeah, yeah. That's right. and he's had it for the last uh, 30 years. 31 years
1: well, maybe he so got 30... plugs or something yeah.
3: anyway. since he himself was in trading places yes
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah that's right he is in trading places trading... he's one of the gorilla guys oh yeah that's right yeah. Oh, God. And, uh, Al Franken, hey look yeah. what
0: happened to me you know, oh, I, mean, I, I watch true. that movie every Christmas
1: <laughs> the next step for Jim Belushi Congress just like <laughs> oh, no. Al Franken
2: Well, I don't know. But Uh. yeah, this prison cell... It, this is, it's decorated like a child's bedroom. It's, it's way it's, too much it's, contraband in there. It's can you
3: tell he loves the
2: Cubs? I
0: <laughs> yeah. can hardly Baseball tell. Baseball everywhere.
2: Uh, yeah, and I, I thought for a minute, I'm like, okay, what kind of prison is this? And they, they mention later, Hector Elizondo, by the way, is the warden of the prison. Mm-hmm. And it's like, a, they mention that it's, what is it? It's minimum security. Minimum prison. security, but he's in jail, we find out later, for 37 counts of grand theft auto yeah
3: yeah i want i want his attorney i
2: would like he should be getting the death penalty at this
0: point oh it's, come on
3: it's because they left Oh man
1: uh, Colin coming out for the death penalty for grand theft auto
2: no only for jim belushi <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. it's the belush rule <laughs> um and we're also introduced to charles groden in the next scene yeah. and all i wrote here was charles groden is a good
3: man in my notes yeah. Like, his whole flaw in the movie is, like, what? He works a little bit too much?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: He works a lot, but, I mean, he still managed to have sex with his wife in the opening scene.
2: Although he does have to consult his file of facts as to when the last time they had sex was.
0: Yeah. He's living out of his file of facts. Um, I mean, I, I sympathize with the wife character. Like he's clearly never giving her uh, the time of day. And, you know, he's a workaholic. It's a very familiar character for Charles Grodin, but he pulls it off. Great. Cause he's so good at that.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, what I, what I think emerges later is that he's <clears throat> kind of being pushed around by his, his boss, the old man. And, yeah. and right. we don't get as much of that early. I think it would have maybe made more sense for his character if we had early on. Yeah.
0: But- because i'm not really on his side at the beginning right. you're kind of more just like oh he's kind of like a sleazy businessman
2: yeah
1: it kind of yeah kind he's of... rich i don't care if he gets a promotion
2: What's <laughs> you your job charles groden <laughs> yeah we sort of uh, it's revealed that his boss is sort of in hospital he's had a heart attack and he needs charles groden to meet with this japanese representative i guess an executive played by mako
0: the mako ladies the mako. and gentlemen yeah
2: and yes. uh lots
3: of good guest stars in this movie oh yeah for oh, sure yeah.
2: <laughs> um so yeah mako is coming over he's got an account i guess charles groden works as a he's an, an advertising, advertising agent right okay so he's got to fill in for his boss who's in hospital he's got to fly to malibu or something like that
0: mm-hmm. to, to schmooze mako schmooze
2: mako make sure they land this this deal um it keeps cutting back and forth between charles groden and and jim belushi just and what does Jim live, want? In, live in the high life he wants to see the Cubs of course because
0: they're playing in the World Series can you but
2: imagine? he's
1: getting out in three days but that's not soon enough to get out and see the Cubs
2: play the World Series yeah he ends up winning okay first of all he is so beloved in this prison oh, oh yeah everyone like loves him. he steps out and the whole prison is like yeah <laughs> and just they like, regular drew pictures day. of him yeah. one guy one guy has made a painting of him <laughs>
1: Oh my yeah, God. they keep lifting him on uh, their shoulders to like.
2: <laughs> I thought for like, I thought He's the whole thing like was a God. Yeah, yeah, he is, and I thought he was maybe running a gambling thing. He was betting on you know sports games or something, and making everybody in the prison rich, and that's why they loved him. But apparently, it's just his personality. Yeah. Just maybe didn't... in the director's cut, I don't know. <laughs>
0: maybe. Maybe. Colin, I think you just misremembered that from maybe. You'd never seen this movie before? No, I'd oh, never okay. even heard so of it. You just assumed that, maybe. Well, I
2: assumed. I'm like, why else would anybody love Jim Belushi?
1: And we should point out for people who have never seen this film, why would you? Uh, <laughs> there's almost no jokes in it no, no like <laughs> it's not
3: funny really <laughs> no it's like bereft of i couldn't believe I mean, it i think like, i
0: laughed a few times it's more awkward humor yes, you know yeah. mm-hmm. what's well, just um... like is the
3: joke
1: that we're watching people love jim belushi yeah, I mean, yes
0: yes yeah, See, i think that the movie again I, I think all jim belushi movies are like this seeing him like succeed but also like stick it to these like the snobs. The fuddy-duddies. Like, it's the slobs versus the snobs. I think we're supposed to find that amusing and be like, yeah! Uh, but I mean, I'm not, I, I wasn't.
2: Go Jim! It's like everybody in this movie has a stick up their ass and you, you get it, you know, he's gonna teach them to loosen up.
3: Yeah. I, I think some of the Grodin stuff is funny, but it just yeah. seems, I mean, we'll get more into it, but it just, I mean, it obviously retreads and
2: it, it's it, it's go almost, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it almost seems like two separate movies because they don't... well like.
3: On three occasions, he ends up in the car with that woman, and it's just like, yeah, it's it's two separate movies converging. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh,
1: I should point out, though, I love that Jim Belushi's best friend in prison is Dawn of the Dead's Ken Forey. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah nice seeing him in something. Uh, he was good. He, they, he later, like, so they incite a riot in order to get Jim Belushi out of the prison so he can a go see the Cubs yeah, game. Yeah, so he goes and to the Cubs. And Ken Forey is, like, the
2: leader of yeah, this yeah. riot.
0: And he gets a lot of screen time in this they, movie, which is nice.
2: They pretend they have kidnapped Jim Belushi and are holding him hostage so that the warden will like, I don't know, give them back their TV privileges or something like that. So they create a distraction. So Jim Belushi pulls a Cape Fear and he escapes from the prison underneath
1: this bus doing his own stunts under that bus, just like Jackie Chan. That was the
2: clumsiest slide under the bus. <laughs> it looked so
0: painful. Well, they do not do their own stunts later in the movie. Oh, Remember
2: yeah. when he catches the the baseball? Oh, God.
0: It, looked, it was like, we were saying, it was like a, a completely different person. April said, looked, that, looks,
2: that looks is like a Latino a, man. Like a Latino that is not Jim Belushi. <laughs> anyway,
0: that's the end of the movie. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, Jim Belushi gets out. Charles Grodin, uh, whose name is Spencer something.
2: I forget. Mm -hmm. Spencer Barnes. Barnes.
0: Right. He's at the airport. They're running into each other. Although they don't actually interact in the airport, right? No,
2: not until... They don't meet
0: or they don't acknowledge each other. He just accidentally gets his file effects.
1: Yeah. But we skipped over the fact that Charles Grodin meets Anne DeSalvo on the plane. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Uh, They knew each other when I guess they were in college or high school. Yeah,
2: I think uh, she implies that she had a crush on him and blah, blah, blah. Well, I have
0: to say she is... My favorite thing. She's my favorite character. Wow. I just, I, I wanted her in the movie more, and I know she keeps coming back, but I feel like, oh,
2: but that voice. That's why yeah. I yeah. like her. It's I think that's funny. the point because when
0: she was almost like doing a like a friend friend, friend Drescher. Drescher.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say that's why when I walk into your house, you have like the nanny cranked up to like two hundred percent. I've been
0: known to watch a nanny rerun or
2: two. Yes, she has.
0: Um, but yeah, I love her. She's so tacky. Um, I love that he like over horrible circumstances he loses everything and then all he has is
2: her number you
0: know and she just
2: and ends she, up being his chauffeur but she stands
0: much. up for herself at the end of the movie she too, does and he makes it right but i just i wanted more of her i wanted her to get into more crazy antics mm-hmm. there weren't I, enough crazy antics
2: yeah they'd always just keep cutting back to him in the car with her again <laughs> and again
1: and so we have charles Groden and jim belushi in the uh airport uh jim belushi Sunglasses on, backwards baseball cap, oh, yeah. just a real
3: piece of shit.
2: He, doesn't he have like a baseball like glove, glove. or something tucked into his pants? <laughs>
3: yeah. Into the front of his pants. Oh, but, uh, God, I hate him so the much. Early It's to protect the <laughs> goods. <Da-na-na-na.
2: laughs> First of all, how did? Okay, he's in the area where the gates are to get on the planes and like to get. How do you get to that oh, area? And it's pre 11
0: <laughs> Did things
2: change like after?
0: Yes. Could you just Everything walk? Everything
2: changed,
3: Colin. Everything changed. I know that, <laughs> but
0: could you just... Not just airport gates. I know. But yeah, you could go right up to the gate. That's why it was in every movie and sitcom.
2: Really? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. You say, oh I'm going to see you
0: off. You say goodbye or you meet somebody at the gate. You didn't have to use to meet them at
2: baggage. I thought plane. there was like a, like a glass enclosure or something like that that you'd sort of pass through. They would pass through if they're going on the plane. So. Really? Man. So you could just walk right up to the plane, huh? Yeah. All right.
1: And so Charles Grodin loses his Filofax here. I got to ask you guys, I'll start with Dan. Have you ever lost like a wallet or like something important like
3: that, that you're like, no, my life is ruined. Thankfully, no. But I live in fear every day. Uh, honestly, it's <laughs> the <'Cause laughs> like you wake I don't up in have, fear. You go to bed in fear. Like, like I don't have copies of my keys. Like I don't have any of the important credit card numbers written down anywhere in case of emergency. You know, so I would be pretty lost. I would become Groden if if this yeah. yeah, I don't
0: know
2: <laughs> anyone covered number. in grime, <laughs> just thrown into a dumpster, a garbage dumpster. <laughs>
3: yes, exactly.
2: I once
1: found a wallet when I was biking uh, down the street in Toronto. It was filled with like a thousand dollars, and the per- the person's like everything. It- I think it had their passport in it. It was like a big oh wallet. Oh my god. And so I called the person up, went to drop it off, and it was the most surreal, like, she just had, like, three guys asleep on mattresses. What? Like, in this gigantic apartment that she lived in. When I gave her back her wallet, she's like, thanks so much. Oh, if it was me, I would have taken the money. Here, it's (laughs) $200. And she pulled it out and gave it to me. Oh, my God.
0: What what was she, what what, what was her deal?
1: (laughs) Just a rich person, I think. Like, someone... Probably her uh, parents are paying for her to stay in Toronto. Uh, she was nice. I was like, I don't want the money. It's good. She's like, No, take it. I would have taken it
3: all if I had found oh, it. Well, you're a horrible person. But there were people sleeping on what? <laughs>
1: on mattress. Yeah, there were just like mattresses on the ground, and they weren't like like they were like very well dressed young men just hanging out. Here, oh, I was, was like, some like, some kind of I don't like going on. sex trafficking. trafficking. Yeah, I was
2: gonna say human trafficking.
0: <laughs> or
1: or they something. seemed all very rich, so maybe it's a like less than One zero of those
2: situation. Fan- uh, oh.
0: Fancy mattresses.
2: On I was the floor. kind of like wondering. You know, yeah, you, you see in movies people get robbed and like who carries around like a thousand dollars in their wallet or something. Well,
0: like that? people on vacation do, which is probably why people go after tourists. Not really,
2: but, but I mean, uh, I, they used to, I guess. Like, they used to, yeah. You, you, we would always have to travel with uh, travelers checks in the '80s. Yeah, travelers checks. The '70s and '80s, it was a big thing. You'd have to go to the hotel. Like, oh, excuse me, do you accept travelers checks? What is a
1: traveler's check? It's
2: basically just a check. Instead of carrying cash around, you would get traveler's checks that were useless to the person. If they, if they got stolen from you, uh, mm. they wouldn't be able to use them. You have to show ID to uh, exchange oh, them. Is it the same thing as like, a money okay. order? Uh,
3: kind of. money order, I think, has to be addressed to a specific person. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, but, uh, but
2: traveler's uh, checks, I think they would print your name on them, so you'd have to show ID to the hotel in order to exchange it for cash.
3: Well, you know,
1: people listen to this podcast don't think they'll learn anything, but you <laughs> know, you,
3: you learn about archaic things like travelers and, and Jim
2: Belushi's career.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're a little faster than than writing a full check, but obviously safer than cash. I think that's for sure. That's the general
2: idea. Yeah. Now it really doesn't matter because nobody carries around cash anyway. So <laughs> sure. Yeah, <laughs>
3: they really don't
2: now.
1: Jim Belushi finds the PhiloFax and he does the Good Samaritan thing because on the inside of the flap, it says thousand dollar reward for whoever brings this back. And And this this
2: this thing is massive, by the way. It's like it looks like it's five inches thick. It's got everything. It's Mm -hmm. got you know his boss's uh, mansion key in Malibu. It's got you know the entry code. It's got everything that he needs. Uh,
0: And he has like fifty credit
2: cards. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, he takes it, and uh, and he goes to um,
1: Grodin's boss's gigantic mansion. And this is my favorite thing (laughs) in the movie, which is I think we're pretty much introduced here to just. Let the baluche loose and let him do shtick, Because he walks into the mansion, he's like doing some prop comedy stuff, and then he looks out the back and he's like, whoa, wow, there's a beach. Surf's up. Yeah. And it just cuts to Belushi in like a big white onesie, just splashing
2: around the water. There's no joke. jumping
0: around Which... like a dolphin. I think that's or like supposed a, like to be a or yeah, a, like a dog. Or a dog. He's <laughs>
2: running into the water like a dog or a small child. Like he's never seen water he's before. He's like
0: diving kind of like... He puts his arms out. That down was in
2: the hot tub. Like, oh I
0: thought he did this I thought he did it in the water. Oh, he does
2: too. it again because it's so He does funny. a little
3: bit in the water and then he jumps over a surfer. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Reason.
1: I was a little disappointed the mansion didn't have like an eighties angry guard dog. It's like <laughs> You mean but like, I assume Belushi would just befriend it or something like Ferris that. Bueller. So,
2: Oh, they would love and him And then the dog would go after
0: Charles Grodin, yeah. just like in Ferris Bueller. I was reminded of well, that a lot. No, when he he,
3: he'd, he'd give the dog
1: a beer and they'd be fine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, for I sure. was going to say, Colin, if you want to see a movie with Belushi and a dog, I got a little picture called K-9 ah, yeah. for you.
2: <laughs> I think I saw that in the theater. Wasn't there a uh, Tom Hanks one as well?
0: <laughs> Turner and
1: Hooch. Yes. Uh, Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch is the one where the dog gets blown away at the end. That's how you remember. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yep. on camera oh. oh well so moving yeah, on he, where's Grodin in all of this April
0: um well Charles Grodin does he, he, he gets he, thrown into a dumpster yeah,
1: he
2: gets <laughs> he gets mugged he ends up uh renting like this beater of a that car that was
0: pretty funny when he's like oh it needs body work I don't care I'll take it and like he Turns the corner and like essentially like half the car is missing. Like it looks pretty funny.
2: Yeah, he ends up getting beaten up and robbed, and then the uh, the bad guys dump him into a trash. Also, the
0: bad guys are like, "No money, you know what we do to guys who have no money, right?" And he's like screaming for his life, (laughs) "No!" And I'm like, "Oh God, what are they gonna do?" They just throw him in a dumpster because it's a PG rated or probably R rated movie. I think there's
2: boobs in this, and there's some f bombs. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's problem. all they did. Yeah, yeah, they just threw him in a dumpster, and he remains filthy through until the end of the movie. That was giving
0: much. me anxiety—the fact that Charles Grodin has not showered <laughs> throughout the whole movie until the last scene,
3: or even like wiped off his face. I like, know, <laughs> yeah. like
0: he looks. I know it's it's supposed to be for comedy reasons, but it, I. It's, He goes from place to place. Even when he goes to Debbie's house, he doesn't take a shower. He doesn't wash his hands or his face. It's pretty crazy. Um, And
1: throughout all of this, uh, the Belush is just having a ball (laughs) in the big mansion. He's like Charlie Chaplin in modern times, just like (laughs) playing with all the technology. He's
2: (laughs) like like running up and down uh, like the stairs like he's skateboarding. mm -hmm. He goes up one side and down the other. And he's doing like the John Belushi kind of like... Jumping as he's turning, it's just so obnoxious.
1: He sits in a vibrating chair. He calls, yeah. he's like, oh. he calls the chair an idiot.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, do you ever like watch like a scene like this and imagine like what it would be with with John Belushi?
1: No, because I'm not a John Belushi fan either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a big fan either, but I, I imagine it would be better. <laughs> I imagine
2: it would be
3: so How about you, good. Dan? Were you a big John Belushi fan? Uh, not necessarily. I think that was a little bit before my time, really. But uh, yeah. I think not necessarily John Belushi in this role, but I don't know, maybe anyone else on planet Earth. In this role.
2: <laughs> a comedian, for instance. Yeah, Norm MacDonald. Oh, That'd Hank, be great. You know?
0: yeah, yeah, I was thinking Tom Hanks because I could believe that Tom Hanks is kind of like a lower class person, but like is not like such like a
2: schlub. A scumbag. Somebody, Tom
0: Hanks would, would have absolutely have
1: been in the Charles Groden role though. Yeah.
2: I prob- I feel okay,
0: like- but there's gotta be a more charming person <laughs> for this role, you know?
2: <laughs> John Leguizamo. I mean- well, just cast, oh, uh, just cast Tom great. Hanks
3: and both rolls because they only share, like, what, 15 minutes of training? Yeah, it's true. Yeah,
2: you can totally do that.
3: Yeah, it's like a Twin Dragons type Tom
0: situation.
2: <laughs> and Tom and Hanks. Tom Hanks. Hanks, and Hanks.
0: Like, it writes itself.
2: Wait, he's got a brother. He could just do that. Oh, yeah, yeah
3: Greg Hanks, yeah. right?
2: <laughs> yeah, you could put him.
3: He's like a bald Tom Hanks. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: We're gonna to get to work on hanking care of business now.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it writes itself. Give me the million dollar check, please.
2: Wait, you didn't come up with that. We don't idea. need JJ Abrams.
1: <laughs> it's too late. I've already signed the contract, guys. You're left in the
2: dust. Um. So then, yeah, then we uh we get a, a tennis game. First of all, two uh two executives from I guess Charles Grodin's company show up to pick up Jim Belushi,
0: John Delancey,
2: and other guy. Q himself from Next Generation. <laughs> and wait, someone else.
0: because
1: there's another Next Generation actor. Could this be? a cue like hallucination that's,
3: <laughs> uh, that's one of my theories yeah is that this is a, a uh, based on the person we see later this is a cue generated uh, uh, <laughs> just torturing
2: her yeah <laughs> just torturing uh, Lauren Lachlan. <laughs> You've got to make out to with, Jim with Jim Belushi.
3: Oh, that poor woman. Oh, my
2: God. I oh, Yeah, oof. they
0: pick him up in a helicopter, which is pretty cool. Yeah, helicopter kinda, goes right to the beach.
2: Well, he's got to uh, he's got to play a, a game of tennis against Mako. And so he's got to get all dolled up and go to this hoity-toity tennis club. He's never played tennis before in his life. He didn't mm. know. He takes the first swing and he throws the... the the racket and then he's like
0: and it hits Monco, but like he catches it
3: he catches it yeah he catches it
2: and then jim belushi's like all right okay i gotta gotta hold on to the racket when i swing say he
0: he doesn't know that he's supposed to let Monco win that's what you know the other guys say Um, but he can't do that because he's jim belushi
1: but wait we need to let people know that at this point everyone thinks that jim belushi is the charles Grodin character and jim belushi just goes with it under the assumption that he will have sex with i assume some sex workers (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> he's just going with everything because he's just like
1: because they're like oh there's women there's women well, you have to pick some he, women he's
3: like honestly <laughs> if he
0: really wanted to go to that stupid game he would be lying low but you know he he's been in prison for i think two and a half years he said so he really I don't wants know. to
2: live he's living it up
0: yeah live it up um so he kicks mako's ass at tennis even though he's never played before and mako is like he looks like he's really angry, so you're like, oh no, he blew the deal, but it turns out... He respects
2: out him. He respects that. This this movie is so predictable. Yeah. We we're just calling so it. So that
0: yeah.
1: made me go and watch that amazing Mr. Show sketch. I don't know if you guys have ever <laughs> seen it. One? Where it's like a boardroom, oh, and yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. one of the guys talks <laughs> back to Bob Odenkirk, and he's like, yeah... I, is what I would say if I didn't love your attitude you're the new vice president and then Dave Cross is like oh well I think you're doing a bad job too And Bob Odenkirk is like you're fired he's like oh no promotion no you're fired and then he keeps promoting everybody and, st- and he's like you know what David Cross you've got a lot of guts for someone that's fired get out of here
2: yeah if you show any bit of like uh, spine or backbone you get rehired that's like this
0: movie mm-hmm. yeah and you can we were over. just
2: calling like every story beat of this thing it's so predictable. And, you
0: know. Well, maybe in the '90s, it, there weren't that. No, <laughs> yeah,
1: no.
2: It
0: has this kind it's of like 80s, as as '80s comedy, early '90s comedy thing.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, I mean when Belushi gets back he sees uh, a woman by the pool changing and he goes, holy shit, and then the bass line of the music oh. like, bang, 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 bang.
0: <laughs> Not just that, but while he's at the tennis game he gets a work call from oh, God, a, yeah. Co- yeah. a colleague <laughs> and then they're like you were supposed to give us the slogans for the, the okay? cinnamon bun commercial and then he sees a girl bending over. There's a lot of shots of women's asses in this. Uh, I guess she's wearing a thong and a t- Tennis skirt, and he says, "Hey, look at those buns! Right? Check out those Check buns! Check out those
2: buns! Those yeah!"
0: And, and then he's like, "That's great." So he's even good at advertising. He's good at no. Everything. He's bad
1: because later on they show the ad, which is just a woman <laughs> bending over, dressed as a cartoon. What, that's bad. And they're like, "This is terrible." No, her ass is
2: like sticking out, like the the artist. Yeah. Is, like, well, that's on the
0: jazz. the company's fault for going with that, <laughs> yeah, just well, because he said, yeah. "Check
2: out those buns." <laughs> Yeah, poor Lauren Lachlan. So yeah, she's I guess staying at her father's house as well. I have mm-hmm. kind of made it
0: sound like she stays there kind of all the time. It's it's But just she doesn't weird. want to sleep in that bed. So I guess she was just there to use the hot tub.
2: I guess. So Belushi takes
1: so many baths in this movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: like, it's the opposite of Charles Grodin. No, <laughs> no baths. Lots of baths for the Belushi. He's in the ocean.
1: He takes a bath. Hot tub. And then he's in a jacuzzi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's,
0: he he's, gets in the rain later.
1: <laughs> Do you think that's a like director thing? They're like, oh god, Jim Belushi, <laughs> you got to take a stink. bath. So they set all the scenes in the bath.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, he's coming out of prison, so you know, all he's had their showers, mm. and
0: he wants a bath. He
2: wants a bath. When he's in that bath, he's just doing
1: shtick too, oh, like uh, splashing water, being such a just an annoying Watching jerk. Watching
2: Doctor Ruth. Yeah, but and then mm-hmm. so he gets <laughs> he gets in the hot tub with Lauren Lachlan, and he is just hitting on her like so hard. And uh, she's
0: like, I like that.
2: Yeah, she's like, you're different than most of the guys my father's met. he's giving her all this because he's not like an ass kisser. Yeah, and he turns around, and that's when I saw the ponytail again, and I just wrote, (laughs) Uh, "It's so disgusting."
0: So also, his wife is calling because she's like, "Where are you? Why haven't you returned my?" Charles Broden's wife is is calling. Jim Belushi, no wife for him. No, no.
2: No, he's he's got in real life uh, and in the. <laughs> he's he's got his eyes locked on Lauren Lachlan, and while she is on the phone with his uh, Charles Griffin's wife, he just starts jumping around like a dolphin in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, Lauren Lachlan is talking to the wife, and she's like, ah, yeah. "He's not available right now." And yeah, he's like, I'll call you back later. I expected him to do like the dolphin sound, you know?
2: But this is just something, she's excusing his behavior to his wife. Like, oh, he can't come to the phone right now. And for no reason, he's just diving in this hot tub. He's like, just having
0: a good time. He's the life of the party.
2: Uh, it's a party of one. This <laughs> whole <laughs> movie is a
0: party of one. Um, so, is the dinner scene is next? I mean, Charles Grodin is like he gets arrested. one step behind. Yeah, poor, uh, he
2: kind of breaks <laughs> into the house. Nightmare. He makes
0: it to the tennis club like right after they leave, and then he buys a ridiculous uh, steals sweatshirt. Steals. Oh yeah, he steals it. Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, he tries to break in the house, and we were calling it ahead of time. Like he's gonna end up. <clears throat> in jail he's gonna break into the house he immediately gets arrested uh belushi gets flown to like this f- fancy dinner with mako and gates mcfadden from Doc- hey. dr yeah. crusher
0: herself um playing a different character which is like i've never seen her in anything other than star trek <laughs> as
1: as people tend to do when they
0: are <laughs> tell that to john TV belushi shows. jim belushi <laughs> jim belushi <laughs> Anyway, she's like. Do you think
1: Jim Belushi? Every time someone calls him John, he just like a warm glow falls upon him. Yeah, it's like, it's, yes, like, it's uh, the only time I get a compliment.
2: Uh, yeah, so I guess she's some high-powered executive. Mako's yeah, so there. She's
0: kind of a bit of a a bee, you know. You
2: know, Mako is like you know asking, you know, what should the uh, the advertising, you know, thing be like? It should be uh, built around honesty and. You know, Jim Belushi, I guess, has tried some of his products in prison.
0: Yeah, so do they ever say that, like, oh, we make prison food? Or did this that prison just happen to buy
2: his cheap food? I think it's just terrible quality food. But it's it's called, like, the best blah, 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 or something like that. I can't and remember. also,
0: at the beginning of the movie, we see Jim Belushi, like, cooking in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. He's on kitchen duty.
2: He's making gruel for the prisoners.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, apparently it's not very good.
2: But Mako is loving this straight talk that he's getting from <laughs> Yeah, Lansha. right. And then uh, you're <laughs> kind of
1: nudging him. Cannot get enough of it. Uh, yeah,
2: they're kind of, uh, John Delancey is nudging him, like, you gotta make a toast to Mako. And he says this toast that he did in prison. He's oh, like, no. yeah, here's to the Cubs winning the World Series and big tits. And of course Mako lo-
0: laughs at this because oh, he's loving it yeah but Gates McFadden is of course offended uh, offended yeah. and she's also offended that he would say that the f- prison food was bad and he's like, hey, I'm just being honest oh. um, <laughs> and uh, but he like, goes into detail about how like it doesn't taste good this is bad, this is bad it's all bad but hey maybe you just shouldn't call it good maybe you should call it affordable yeah and Mako's like yes yes, yes. <laughs>
2: You are not like the other people. Yeah, no. <laughs> are
0: you? Yeah. You're not like the other executives. Yeah. He's a not like the other. Is He's a manic pixie dream girl. So he's like a manic pixie um,
2: fat dream fat boy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dream hog. Well, he ends up going. Does he like steal a car here from the the hotel? He room? does.
3: He does. But before we leave the dinner, I want to point out what what he says to Gates McFadden on his way out. Do you guys remember? No. 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 Oh so he had toasted of course to to big tits and uh on the way out he he tells her she has nice tits. Oh. <laughs> and then and then Mako says nice titty. Oh.
2: <laughs> I
0: did notice that after that toast she like opens her jacket and kind of leans back as if to be like oh, okay he likes boobs so I guess I'll try and show him my bo-. and she it's, it's not even a low cut shirt like <laughs> I mean, no, it's just like a white t shirt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
1: yeah no.
2: So then he, he goes to this <laughs> blues bar to meet Lauren Lachlan and. Oh, how does he not just for, jump up on okay. stage and start? I really you know, thought that was Some of them Justin, blues. my blood ran cold for a second. I was like, no. <laughs> and no. then everyone's gonna cheer. Oh, he's not gonna Yay. get on stage. Everyone's gonna love him. <laughs> I
3: am so so glad that didn't happen because I, I am I am realizing now that I put you guys through more than enough.
2: <laughs> I just <laughs> my Can't note stand singing. My note for this scene was mercifully, he doesn't sing.
1: Uh, Dan I love Jim Belushi <laughs> and the worse Jim Belushi the better I'm shocked I had not seen taking care of him I would business. love for
2: him to like go on stage and then David Cross shows up and starts dancing at the front and he is he's so charming they go back to like his place and and they bone and it's so disgusting and Never he's felt- like
0: nervous about it and that's when uh, she says wow you're the first guy who hasn't just jumped my bones um because he you know doesn't do it immediately and then like you kind of like i mean it, this was the 80s or the early 90s like you kind of see him doing it like you don't see anybody doing it these days
1: <laughs> you see jim belushi's tender lovely. Yeah,
0: i mean they're they're under sheets <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. and then of course his wife calls again, oh no, or Charles Grodin's wife, Mm -hmm. um, and then she like somehow is so angry, uh, she ends up like going to Malibu, (laughs) which is later, but like, uh, you know, she's like, I think she's convinced that he's like cheating on her.
2: Yeah, for sure. As he, as you would, if you're, you know, it's such a mix up. But well, anyway, they, this the next scene is where they finally meet Charles Grodin and Jim Belushi. It's like the, oh, the last act of the this movie.
0: Is, Wait,
2: this, this is really funny, though, because
1: <laughs> Charles Grodin walks in and he's like, I'm going to kill
0: you. We forgot, we forgot <laughs> to mention that Charles Grodin uh, had to go to Debbie's house for dinner and she gave him some sweet parachute pants.
2: Oh, <laughs> hey, she she mentions that she lost seventy one pounds. So we were confused.
0: Oh, that's what the yeah. that's the pants
2: he's wearing. These gigantic parachute pants. They're
0: funny looking. <laughs> um, they look like they're called harem pants. <laughs> like, uh,
2: go
1: they've, on, Justin.
0: They've had a rebrand.
1: I was just going to say that uh, there's a little bit of a slapstick fight as Charles Grodin like strangles Jim Belushi and the audience jumps to their feet. They're like, yeah, Jim
0: Belushi, like overpowers him immediately because he's so (laughs) strong. He's got that prison strength.
1: <laughs> He's the Balooch. No one can beat him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He has like a line in his contract. Like, um, I don't know, some of those shitty action stars like Steven Seagal. Like, <laughs> no, he can't take a punch. He can't
2: yeah, be defeated. I,
0: I, I seriously think that's good.
2: Yeah. It's like Vin Diesel, you know, in the Fast and the Furious movies. It's like, I, I can't take more punches than I give.
0: Um, but yeah, Charles Grodin gets the upper hand because he realizes he wants to go to the game. So he takes his tickets and he puts them in his mouth and he's like, I'm going to eat them. to
2: Yeah. So they, they end up like stealing his boss's car and then they go to a, this big meeting. I guess it's like a, one of the early like video, video meetings, like a zoom meeting.
0: Was that before the game after?
2: is before the game. It before the game. Uh, and, you know, Charles Grodin is like, I'm not going to take this anymore. You worked me to the bones. I've, I've had it. I quit. And then, yeah.
0: A good scene of him uh, quitting his job. Yeah. You really feel. I felt for, for Grodin.
2: Yeah. And then Jim Belushi's like, I quit too. And then, you know, Mako's there and he's like, oh, I just love these people. Like, I respect them so much.
0: And is that when he fires Gates McFadden?
2: Uh, it's in a later scene, yeah. Oh, it's later. Yeah. Uh,
1: there is a thing that did make me laugh. is that his boss is on the screen, mm. and they're leaving, and they're like, we're getting out of here. And they turn the TV off, and his boss goes, no! And
0: then <laughs> yeah. the TV turns off. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, that was funny.
2: Uh, yeah, so then... His uh, boss,
0: who, by the way, is in a hospital bed with tubes coming out of him, <laughs> and he had a heart attack during the events of the movie.
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't die. Yeah.
0: I really thought that was happening. I thought that
2: was gonna happen and then it's like, oh bequeath the the company to you or something like that. To Charles Groden, mm. but no. Or
1: his daughter or something like that, and then yeah. Jim Belushi becomes the owner of the company.
2: Well I guess that's uh, a different movie. I guess it's does the daughter inherit the yeah, <laughs> yeah, the daughter should inherit the company and then Jim Belushi. King Ralph Part two yeah. starring
0: Jim no, Belushi. Isn't, isn't there a Jim Belushi movie where he becomes like a king? Uh,
3: there, there can't be. There, there
0: is. They, they did it on WHM. I remember. Really? I'm pretty sure.
3: Just- I, that's a gap in my Belushi uh, experience. If there, Justin one. hit yeah. the
0: IMDb. Is it
1: called
2: King Jim?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> I will do research. People
2: uh, sound out in the Patreon comments. Whatever the previous episode was, they're still angry about our take on Midnight Mass. By the way, call it. Don't bring it up. Sorry, sorry. I don't want to offend any Belushi heads by this uh, review. Do you think that
1: Midnight Mass fans and Jim Belushi fans are one in the same? It's
2: like the crossover. It's like.
1: It's like weird. People that are anti-vax are really pro-crypto. I wonder why that <laughs> is.
0: Um so we finally get to the baseball game. Yeah,
1: well, you know. And- oh, I'm like, I wish I was watching The Naked Gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Baseball game. That would
2: have been great. So they man. are
0: sitting next to a young JJ Abrams. No,
2: well, we thought it was. No. It's not. But who? No. That okay, so who is this kid? He's the kid from Jurassic
1: Park that Sam Neill uh yeah. threatens with death at the beginning of the no. movie.
0: Way. He has a very distinctive yeah. face, although we thought it yeah. was J.J. Abrams. Oh, that's He's right. He's
1: got giant eyes. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I know that kid. Was he in Children of the Core? No. Okay. What else was he in? He
2: wants you, Malachi.
1: He was also <laughs> the uh, Freddy Jr. in Nightmare 5, the dream child. That's right. Yeah, really? Yeah.
0: I didn't see mm-hmm. that. Um, but anyway, so the Cubs win, but uh, Jim Belushi catches this amazing <laughs> like uh, foul ball. And he, like, goes up on a pole and, like, spins around, <laughs> and he's like, ah.
1: and It's so funny that they're like, they have me on television, and we keep seeing the shot of clearly not Jim Belushi <laughs> catching that ball. Yeah. It's
2: in slow motion, and, you know, they probably filmed it way back when. It's like, no one's going to be able to rewind this and look at it or zoom in doesn't matter <laughs> April was like that is a Latino man that is
3: not <laughs> well the hardcore Belushi fans usually have eight or nine beers in them at that point so they're not going to notice <laughs> stuff like that yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, I can believe that <laughs> they're
3: pissing in bottles oh. by the end of the movie.
0: <laughs> hey, we had a, we were drinking wine and we could tell.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's our usual. It's probably Jim Belushi shows this at like his parties and he's slapping people on their back like, yeah,
0: that's me. Check well, it out. There's also like right after this, they have to like escape from the cops and they like jump down uh, on and, a zip like, line. Fall? Yeah, yeah. No, but but before that, I think they like fall down and I was like, they fall both at the same time and you could like, it looked absolutely nothing like either of them. Oh my
3: god. Yeah, like Gr- Grodin's stunt person is like maybe a foot and a half shorter yeah, than like him. Yeah, like the body types. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, they kind
2: of do this zipline gag, but they're ziplining on his Filofax. Oh, That's is what that they're... what that
0: was? Yeah, yeah. and
2: then when, yeah. They, when they get to the bottom and they kind of... That's good screenwriting. <laughs> they hit the fence, but they kind of hold, it's very slow motion, and they kind of hold on it a few seconds longer, and you can kind of see like, Belushi's man, of course, does not look anything like him. And he's like, you know tied to this like thing it's horrible. i'm so
0: stupid i was like where did they get that big piece of leather <laughs> um it was but you know it was also apparently the file effects there you go. um so they escape and then jim belushi's like well it's over
2: everything is resolved and like mako calls them
0: well jim's got to get back to prison oh because god th- this whole time oh, this whole thing. they had a, a riot standoff with the um, prison warden and mm-hmm. apparently like the press has shown up it's been all weekend long event so how are we going to get Jim Belushi back in prison now remember Charles Grodin and Jim are friends now mm-hmm. and he's like I've got an idea cut to Charles Grodin who's finally showered finally and wait he's, we're getting
1: to the end
3: uh, Dan you haven't picked a favorite thing yet do you want to take <laughs> this as your could, it, oh. could
0: it be this scene <laughs>
3: My fa- my absolute favorite thing in this movie is uh, Jim Belushi in drag as his own mother.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, early Mrs. Doubtfire.
3: Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Featherbottom? There's a lot of David Cross
1: in this.
0: From Blackstool. <laughs> yeah, so they have this idea that If we bring Charles Roden as a priest, in as
2: a priest, and then uh, she's got to do like the hostage negotiation or something like that.
3: But yeah, basically, uh, just like quick recap, I guess like Ken Forey and the other inmates have a boombox with Belushi's voice on it. Right, they're playing it through a loudspeaker (laughs) to kind of keep people at bay. But they're they're about to storm uh, uh, the the you know the prison now and overtake it. So. Uh, they want to get Belushi back in, but they also want to alleviate any kind of, you know, violence or anything at this point. Right.
2: right? So so Belushi, as his mother, goes in to speak <laughs> to the hostage takers, uh, he, like takes off all the hair and everything, gets dressed back
3: up. Well, not after meeting Hector Elizondo and kissing him Oh, first. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, who,
2: yeah, Who's
0: none the wiser at now, that point. <laughs> yeah,
2: so that, here's my issue. So he kind of walks in... Uh, speaks to like Ken Forey, gets dressed back up as Belushi comes back out like oh thank you Hector Alizondo you saved me where, where do they think his mom went
3: uh, yes. he asks he's like where'd your mom go <laughs> she's he? like oh
2: <laughs> she went she's, home she's part
3: of the she's part of the prison now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> absorbed into the walls
0: yes, well exactly. okay so at this point I, Hector Alizondo he knows what happened he's he after that he goes in and then comes to the guy, he's like why are you wearing lipstick why do you smell like perfume he knows but he has to let him go because um the press has been uh raising jim belushi as a hero but because even though he's a prisoner they took him hostage so he's one day from getting released you can't not release him he's like of course not. Of course I'm letting him out. Yeah. yeah. So he knows what what happened. But he, I think so. Yeah. He just he can't he can't. Because he loves
1: Jim Belushi. Everybody yeah. loves Jim Belushi. You know, I think he just
0: begrudgingly is like, all right, you bested me. <laughs> <You>
1: Whatever. <know? laughs> you won this He's
0: round, getting Jim. Out. He's getting out. Two he days. fucking throws yeah. his baseball through the window. Um, the, like, uh, just as a, a final insult to this man who was really very nice to you, Jim Belushi. He wasn't
2: really. It, it was almost like the crew members throwing uh, the <laughs> <a> world. Was <of, laughs> it the world according to Jim through the window? It's just according to Jim. <laughs> okay, whatever.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at Jim's credits, and I can't believe that he had a three episode reality TV show about him just growing weed. What? And the image of the trailer is him like boxing. boxing. Come on, Jim Belushi's never boxed in his life.
0: Maybe that was like an advertisement
2: for his mm. bud. But I think if he did box, he would probably be the greatest boxer ever, and everyone and would love him. him.
3: Well, we know he can beat up Charles Grodin, yeah, very easily. But in Grodin's defense, Grodin's been dead for several months.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: he's like wrestling Charles Grodin's corpse.
0: What? Oh, R.I.P. Oh.
1: The wrong man dies. <laughs> Couple times, yeah, yeah.
0: Grodin his brother, yeah. Uh, well. If this movie did anything, uh, it definitely uh, made me want to watch more Charles Grodin movies. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, we definitely. Oh,
1: we skipped that. The film takes us out the way it began, on oh. top with taking, taking care,
2: care of, care of business. business. I feel like if this movie was made today you know they would save the song the title song until the end credits and then it would be like a just a cover by like uh, Pitbull or whatever his <laughs> name is <laughs> I, thankfully,
3: I don't think they'd ever make this movie today. Uh, <laughs> it's like Fall Out Boy, but <laughs> <laughs> didn't yeah, care yeah. Dragons. It'd
2: be like a really bad cover of it. But this movie gives you what you want right from the very beginning. Well, I know that yeah, uncut. Right,
0: at the end of the movie, Charles Grodin, McGraw- <laughs> Charles McGraw- and his wife go to Hawaii. They finally go on vacation. What ha- what's what's Jim doing?
2: Well, he goes on a date with uh, Lauren Lachlan. She she yeah. she's like, yeah, I want to see you
0: again. They both get offered jobs at Mako's company. Yeah, he's by like, the way. I want to hire
2: you both as a team
0: yeah and charles gordon's like oh, I gotta <laughs> jim Belushi
1: is very unqualified for that yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but he's good at telling the truth and that's all you need it's like that stupid like thing about oh if you want to get hired at a big company just walk in and don't take no for an answer and the, and you'll get hired yeah like,
2: you'll get hauled off by the police in yeah. like five minutes
0: <laughs> yeah
2: uh that, so yeah they, well, here you go and we got uh yeah that's taking care of business well, that, yeah starring. starring taking Jim taking care Belushi. of
0: business. Um, Thank you,
1: Dan. I had never seen the movie before. <laughs> this, now I have. This is my gift to you. <laughs> a
0: Christmas gift, early Christmas gift. I know. Or I guess a Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're all going to be buying yeah.
1: DVDs of Taking Care of Business for our friends and family <laughs> and, and stuffing them in those stockings. Instead
2: of wrapping them up and giving them to them, we'll just throw them through their windows. <laughs> <laughs> Here
0: we go. Uh, my, I can't believe it took me this long to watch a Jim Belushi movie. Wow!
1: Well, you've never seen a single Jim Belushi film before. No,
0: I can't. I don't think so. Like I said, I've seen him in things, but not like a, his movie. I know of Jim I'm Belushi. Trying to
3: think- I'm trying to think of, like, movies during that era that might be at least interesting to watch. He's in a movie called Real Men with John Ritter that I remember being kind of good and interesting. And uh, obviously, K-9 is
2: fun. Is, and, like, is fun. Red Heat. I saw that. That was probably... Oh, yeah. Uh, is that the one with, with the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Lorraine
0: Bracco? Uh, no, he did, like, a sexy movie with Lorraine Bracco. Oh, That's no. Not what <laughs> a
2: about? sexy no, 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 movie? No. Uh, Red Heat is with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think
0: it's called Traces of Red. I think so, or (laughs)
2: Traces of Blue or something. You're right, you're right. Uh, He's also the Santa Claus in Jingle All the Way, speaking of Christmas.
0: uh, He's
2: barely in it. Oh, he can do good things. <laughs> um,
0: but anyway, I I would recommend this movie. Like, it wasn't a laugh a minute or anything like that. But I feel like it's it's worth it just to it's see harmless. Charles just to see Charles Grodin yeah. in a good performance. And like I said, I liked the lady <laughs> who played Debbie. And he's not like uh, Belushi isn't like insufferable. It's a little. Oh, I, whoa, <laughs> you take those words back. <laughs> and well, it's like there's so many good uh, cameos as well by other people that we know and love. Mm-hmm. It,
1: yeah, Mako, Hector Halizondo, and uh, John Delancey. John Delancey, we we love McFadden. Everyone's here. Yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> um, so, this movie is available um, on, on iTunes. I uh, didn't check to see if there's a Blu ray release, but.
3: I can't imagine there is. <laughs> I'm
1: sure it's like Shout Selects or something like that. A, I uh, Vinegar it's like $40. put out a, a version. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. No, it's a pretty good copy. I mean, the one that we rented on iTunes. It looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, actually, it looked fine. Like, it wasn't, like, uh, low res or anything nope. like that. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so taking care of business. Yeah. I can't say it without, like, doing, like, the sing
2: song. I know. I've just had this goddamn song in my head all day long. Oh, my God. There's
1: three... <laughs> K nine movies, wish Jim Baloo. No. No, if, if you want to talk about K nine, yes. that is a whole Isn't other thing. Is that K ten? No, K nine, K nine pi, and K nine one one. No, uh, if you look at the. <laughs> K911 oh. came out in 2002. It's about the towers. Oh, no. Well, it, no, it, it,
3: it, it came out before 9 11, but the poster for K911 is Belushi and the dog in front of a gigantic explosion.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> he said it didn't have two towers. Jim on. Belushi can't melt steel beams. It's not <laughs> true.
2: Oh. oh, that's terrible.
0: Okay, well, if you want to email the podcast, uh, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at no such thing pod. Consider becoming a Patreon, patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. If you're subscribed on the $5 level, you get a, a little bonus episode every two weeks. Uh, next week, we're talking about Shang Chi, the legend of the Ten Rings. Hope I got that right. It's a very long title.
1: Oh boy, we gotta watch Traces of Red, the erotic Ew. '90s noir star Jim Belushi. I do, do want to
2: watch. That. Do you think that's like his uh, color of night, like the Bruce yes. Willis? I,
0: it's yes. Not that good. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm always happy to come back.
1: Someone wrote, "It's like Fred Olin Ray trying to make a sexy Sunset Boulevard." Ew.
0: Is Fred Olin Ray directed? No,
1: no okay. I wish. Oh. <laughs> no, Jim Belushi wouldn't. Be. He's like, I'm too good for that.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram
2: at April at Maskey.
1: You can find me, DeklouJ, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, the letter J. I'm also on Letterboxd at Justin DeClue,
2: And I'm on Twitter at Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And Dan, do you have anything to plug or any
0: uh, social oh. medias? <laughs> any more Belushi uh, films?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Um,
3: yeah, if you, if you want to follow me on Twitter or on Letterboxd, it's uh, at Dan Port. Uh, I should
1: say though I do like Jim Belushi. He was in this movie I'm looking at his credits. He has so many. It's
2: very <laughs> difficult for me to You're find like the one I want to talk with about. Now it's amazing.
1: I know. I love him.
2: Oh, he's in Abraxas. I love yes. Abraxas. Oh my god, is the principal. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my god. I Vague, vaguely remember that. Yeah, remember we saw uh, Abraxas with the director and he said that Jim Belushi was like dating the star of the oh, movie or yeah, something. Oh yeah,
0: or like the producer or something.
2: I think he was. I remember because I put that screening yeah, on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he right. said, uh, "Yeah, he was dating like the lead actress, and then he like mm. insisted on doing it in his character from another movie yeah. or something."
1: Yeah, from the Substitute
2: oh, or no, the Principal? No, something else, something the like that. Is movie, the yeah. Substitute. Yes. Is that's is right. A, the Principal. Different movie
0: entirely. <laughs> it's dad, That's Tom Berenger.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: And then it's Treat Williams in part two and three. That's oh right. God.
0: Uh, well, that's it for this week. Um, thank you, Dan, for coming on the show. Thank yeah, you that for, was a gra- thank you
1: so much, Dan, yeah, Especially for really- contributing.
2: Great
0: recommendation uh, and for being a great guest and uh for introducing me to the world of the Belush oh no
2: no I'm so sorry no. I have
1: tears in my eyes from laughing so hard am, thinking is, about
2: Jim Belushi I think I'm, yeah April's just gonna be renting Jim Belushi movies now
0: so. <laughs> check it check out and see what's on the uh the old tubi No, there. it's like
2: someone finding
1: um you know like Akira Kurosawa they're like oh there's so many movies to watch he wasn't Peggy Sue he wasn't so much stuff uh.
0: Uh, well, take care, everybody, and make oh, sure come to take on. Not just ca- take care. <laughs> take take care. care of business. Uh, I'm April Advansky. DCB. I'm
2: uh, Justin The glue I'm Colin Cunningham. And,
0: and remember, and Dan, Dan, Dan Port. No, Dan Port. I'm Dan Port. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie.